What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to Ring Scoops Live right here on Twitch. I'm your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham. And, uh, yeah, we're live right here on Twitch. Unless, of course, you're watching this on Archive on YouTube or listening to the audio on Anchor or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, Let me crank the music down just a tiny bit more because I don't want to get hit with any copyright stuff. But I kind of want to have a little bit of music going in the background so it's not just a tedious stream of just me on cam and just talking about wrestling with no audio. Like a normal podcast, right? But that's all good. Uh, anyway, um, it is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. The current time right now is 3.08 p.m. Pacific time. We've got a lot of things to talk about in the world of professional wrestling. I got uh, quite a few articles up right here that I want to talk about. Um, and if you are joining me live here on Twitch, feel free to interact in the chat, throw out some questions, some comments, concerns, whatever you have, and I will play off you guys, and we will make this our show. So there you go. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, start off with this here. During a, an appearance on the Pat McAfee show, Seth Rollins was asked about his Mount Rushmore of wrestling picks. Here's what Seth Rollins had to say. Quote, are we talking wrestling or are we talking drawing money? Because those are two different things. Well, in our business, which is the entertainment business, money drawing is the biggest thing. So if we're talking there, you got to start with Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin top four. In ring all time, Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, Bret Hart. Um, and this is a controversial, not, uh, controversial one. And he may not, but did you say Mongo? Did somebody drop a Mongo? I will not discriminate against Steve Mongo McMichael, a legend, an absolute legend, an absolute legend. Not going to make this Mount Rushmore, but if you want to make a Mount Rushmore with former NFL stars that crossed over to pro wrestling, Mongo number one. Uh, number four, controversial pick, still active, Brian Danielson, end quote. So that's what uh, Seth Rollins had to say. I read the, the exact quote. It was just kind of weird the way that it was transcribed. Usually when you transcribe a quote in journalism, you don't do it verbatim exactly. If if it doesn't make sense grammar-wise, you keep it in there. Or, I mean, you, you change it up, but you use brackets to keep certain things in or out, right, for context and whatnot. Obviously, it's wrestling journalism. Wrestling, there is real, no real journalism in, in wrestling. But anyway, so as far as drawing money, Seth Rollins' uh, top four, Mount Rushmore, is Hulk Hogan, John Cena, uh, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. As far as in-ring wrestling goes, Seth Rollins chose Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, Bret Hart, and Brian Danielson. I think that is a very 
very good Mount Rushmore uh, for both categories for drawing money and for you know who can go in the ring. Um, go ahead and let me know what you guys think. If you guys are here in the chat, you know, let me know in the chat if you're listening on delay with an archive or on demand or whatever. Hit me up on Twitter at Ring Scoops, all one word at Ring Scoops, and uh, let me know what you guys think. Uh, who's in your Mount Rushmore of drawing power and in ring ability? Two different categories there. For me, I think for drawing money, I, I don't think I could uh, disagree with Seth Rollins. Hogan drew a lot of money. John Cena definitely drew a lot of money. And then Rock and Stone Cold drew a lot of money. So I'm going to stick with that same one. Uh, and ring ability uh, and, and those that entertained me. My Mount Rushmore is Shawn Michaels and Eddie Guerrero are definitely in there. I would switch out Bret Hart with Mick Foley. And instead of Brian Danielson, I would probably put, I'd probably put The Undertaker in there. I have a lot of memories growing up of The Undertaker. Really good memories that I cherish, you know, um, in the ring and whatnot. He had some really good matches. So for in-ring ability, I'd say Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, Mick Foley, and, and The Undertaker. Those are my... That's my Mount Rushmore of in-ring ability. Uh, let's see. We got some uh, news here with Lita. Headline says, Lita comments on why she's competing in Saudi Arabia after being outspoken in the past. Back in 2018, WWE Hall of Fame Lita said uh, the following during Russell's own radio in regards to WWE doing shows in Saudi Arabia. Quote, I understand that they are a business, a global business, and they're always looking to expand their global presence. However, I do feel that this was a direct conflict of interest with them maintaining any integrity or truth to the fact that they would like to push forward the women, their roles and their reputations in this business as anything resembling equal to a male, end quote. Now, that was four years ago, right? Three and a half to four years ago that she did that quote. Obviously, things have changed. There has been women's wrestling in the Saudi Arabia shows. But um, it says here, during an interview with Ring the Bell, Lita commented on making a decision to compete at the Elimination Chamber premium live event in Saudi Arabia against Becky Lynch. Here's the quote. Uh, start quote. Uh, so I will say I was outspoken on the early relationship between WWE and Saudi. Oh, they say they want women to wrestle over there, but like I don't know if I believe it. There's no women on this card. There's women on the card... And I've talked to the women personally that have been over there, and they're like, it's unbelievable. These are women crying, never thinking that they could get two women to see two women be so strong in the ring. They're like, it's really powerful. You're really going to enjoy it. And so, sure, do they have a long way to go? Do we as a society have a long way to go? Absolutely. But you've got to take the opportunities when they're there. End quote. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's... You know, she had comments at the time. There was a lot of people that didn't believe that you would ever see women wrestle in Saudi Arabia. But time has changed. Within that first year, what Renee Young were commentary, and then they finally had uh, a women's match. Um, Natalia and Lacey Evans, if I'm not mistaken, right? And then they've had more women, you know, work the shows behind the scenes and in front of the camera. 
So, of course, you know, I understand why Lita was very hesitant at the very beginning. I mean, I was too. Um, I was a little bit more optimistic, but I was still a little hesitant at the same time. But things have definitely changed, especially in the last two years during the pandemic as well. You know, um, am I 100% on board with the, with the Saudi shows? I mean, I'm indifferent. I guess that's probably the best way to put it. Like, I couldn't care either way if they continue to do them or if they stop doing them. I just, I pray for the safety of the performers and production and crew and talent that go over there. I pray for their safety. Uh, I pray for their well-being from a health standpoint, from a safety standpoint, from a financial standpoint, from every standpoint you can possibly imagine. I pray for them. I really do. If if they make the choice that they want to go over there, so be it. I am not going to condemn them for wanting to put on shows in that region of the world. Um, they are a business. Yes, their, their goal is to make money. Yes, that's fine. You go over there, you make money, you make a deal. Other than um, the talent being held back on the, on the airplane a few years back, which was a very scary situation, and it would definitely question whether or not I would go back if I was in their shoes. But other than that, the shows haven't really had any legit, you know, scare or controversy behind it. Other than, you know, arguable um, and situational ethics. Um, different perspectives to look at it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep my most open mind about it. That's why I'm very indifferent about it. And like I said before... I couldn't care less if they stopped doing the shows or if they continued to do them. If they maintain a level of safety, ethics, and uh, and peace, then so be it. Let them continue to do the shows. You know, have they been entertaining? I think they've been very, very hit or miss. I think they've they've had some good cards, some really strong matches out there, and at the same time, they've had some absolute garbage cards and garbage matches as well but that's like everywhere else in the uh, in the nation right alright let's uh, let's move on we got a, a couple more things here uh, Kyle O'Reilly comments on a possible underlying problem for NXT 2.0 uh, during an appearance on Renee Young's podcast Kyle O'Reilly talked about the transition from the WWE to AEW. And here's the quote. Quote, The AEW locker room is full of the guys that I came up with in this business that I've been friends with for years. There have been, there were, uh, I'm not, I can't read today, man. There was a lot of that in NXT too, but it seemed like every couple weeks I would look around at the locker room and it was getting decimated. It wasn't a very good environment, I guess, at the time. I wanted to follow my heart where I was going to be happy and be utilized. I felt to stay with WWE, it was going to be stay with NXT. And at this point, after four and a half years, I don't really have a spot with Kyle O'Reilly on the main roster. I've got the vibe that I wasn't going, there wasn't going to be a spot for me up there, end quote. And then, uh, you know, they really buried the lead in this article that I'm reading this from because they've 
what Kyle O'Reilly apparently talks about in the headline, the underlying problem, is far into the article here. Uh, O'Reilly also said the following about NXT 2.0. Quote, I think people in wrestling are really rare in the sense that you really, really have to love it. I think that might be an underlying problem with this new NXT. There's a lot of people coming in that I don't think really have that true love for it. I'm sure they'll do well. They'll make a big splash, be a big star, and make a ton of money. But at the end of the day, if your heart really isn't in it, I don't know. It's tough. End quote. Okay. I think I think there may be a, a loss of translation in between what he was saying and the choice of words for the article headline here. I don't think it's an underlying problem uh, with NXT. I think what's going on there and what Kyle O'Reilly had to say compared to what actually is going on is that he just believes that if you're not into it as much as he is, that you're going to have an issue. That's not always the case. Um, guys like Batista got into the wrestling business, not because they loved the business, but because they felt that they could make some money out of it. Uh, and look at Batista. He, he became a huge star in, in the industry and he moved on to become a huge star in Hollywood right now. Um, Brock Lesnar, you can tell Brock Lesnar's heart is not fully into pro wrestling. Way more into it than Batista was and currently is. But Brock Lesnar's made a, a crap load of money. Um, you know, I, I don't think that is... That's a very subjective thing that Kyle O'Reilly's talking about, in my opinion. Because you don't always have to have your heart into something to be successful in it. Uh, I never had my heart into doing web design and graphic design, but for many years, I made a living off of it. Uh, it was something that I was good at. It was something that paid the bills, but I did not like doing it, especially commercially. So that's why I stopped years ago. And I changed my focus. I changed my, my direction in life. I do it you know, for close friends. I do it for family. I do it for myself. Uh, and if, you know... If the right thing comes along, I will do it for, you know, for a job, for a freelance job. But I don't do a living off. I, I, I've changed that, you know. Um, so the, there you go with that. You know, I've had a lot of people tell me too, like, dude, you're so good at this. You need to drop everything else you're doing and just do this. And I'm like, it's not always about, you know, it's it's not always about the money. It's about if you're having fun with it. It's about if. Uh, you know, that, that's pretty much it. If, you, if you're not having fun with it, why do it? Unless you absolutely, absolutely positively have to do it. If you're trapped in a corner and you claw your way out, then I guess you have to do it. So, anyway, I think it's a very subjective thing. Uh, uh, Shane McMahon is in the news again here. Uh this headline's funny. Shane McMahon still involved with WWE? Of course, he's always going to be involved in some way or another. He's a McMahon. It's a short story, right? Uh, anyway, uh, here's here's what the article says. Um, it says, uh, as previously noted, it was reported that Shane McMahon has quietly been let go from WWE and let goes in quotes. Uh, after receiving backstage heat for his producing work during the men's 2022 Royal Rumble match. 
It appears that Shane will still have some involvement with WWE, despite it being reported that he's out of the company. Marco Masati, who is the owner of South Africa Sharks rugby team, wrote the following on Twitter. Quote, so grateful for a night out with brothers Shane McMahon and Doug Sifu. Exciting, excited for the partnership between WWE and rugby. So, yeah, I mean, Shane, like I said, Shane's always going to have some involvement with WWE just because of his name. He's not out completely. Um, I, I don't think he's ever going to have any part of the book ever again, unless God forbid happen to something that everybody named McMahon, but Shane, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's still a very liked person personally. I've never heard of anybody talking bad about Shane McMahon being like a straight, like asshole to people or being arrogant or anything like that outside of booking. Um, you know, Shane, I met Shane McMahon back in 99 for a very brief period of time. And he was a very nice guy. You know, that was, that was a long time ago. And like I said, it was a very, very brief amount of time. It was probably like a half hour that I got to shoot the shit with Shane. But, you know, even then at that point, I think that might've been like the point in his life that he could, he could have been the most arrogant and, uh, you know, and rightfully so because they were raking in so much money. They raked in a lot more money now than then. But as far as TV ratings go, like they were on top of the world back in 99, 2000, whatnot. So, yeah, man, Shane, you know, he's a good guy. You know, he, he may not have that creative spark like Vince has. But he's always going to be involved some way or another. I think he would be a great ambassador to go out, talk to other people, kind of branch things together. Be that bridge between, um, you know, outside of WWE coming in to the WWE. I think Shane is perfect in roles like that. Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, they had made him head of new media and he had great ideas. You notice that those great ideas weren't wrestling related. They were business related. And I'm talking about business like corporate business not the wrestling business. But she, Shane's got a great mind, a great head on his shoulders for that. What else we got here? So, all right. Um, I woke up this morning and I saw somebody, it was a, a pro football talk, right, on Twitter. They had made an announcement. They said that, uh, um, that Tony Khan of AEW, Tony Khan was going to run for Congress, right? Uh, Pro Football Talk, they they had, uh, I guess, retweeted something from Ian Rappaport. It says the Jaguars chief football strategy officer, Tony Khan, has filed with the FEC to run for Congress in Florida's 4th Congressional District. Um, well, I guess Tony Khan, uh, you know, he killed that whole rumor right away by quote tweeting them uh, pro football talk and said uh, here's what Tony Khan had to say quote the fact checking standard for at pro wrestling talk reporting is far lower than that of AEW's roving reporter Tony Schiavone I'm definitely not running for Congress this filing is faker than Eddie Gilbert's apology to Tommy Rich in 1984 pro football talk sources are as trustworthy as MJF end quote 
So for a few hours there, a lot of people were believing, my, I myself included, believed that Tony Khan was going to run for Congress for the Florida's fourth congressional district. Um, and uh, Tony Khan says, no, I don't think so. So that was a very short-lived rumor, and it was killed by the horse himself, Tony Khan, who the rumor was about. So it's funny how some of these things get started, and then they just they blow out of proportion so freaking quick and easy. It's just it's unbelievable. But I'm glad that Tony Khan stepped in there and said, yo, here's what's really going on. So last night, AEW Dynamite had uh, two big debuts, right? Keith Lee and Jay White. Uh, I guess we've got some comments here from Tony Khan about uh, Jay White. Uh, Tony Khan wrote, quote, I didn't secure Jay White until Sunday. I realized after the fact that Friday night I had butchered my own definition of forbidden door and hyping tonight. I heard the fans' feedback and wanted to ensure that tonight was a special AEW Dynamite for all. Thank you for everyone who watched. End quote. And then uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they issued out a statement regarding White's debut via the promotion's official website. And here's what the statement had to say. Jay White made a shocking appearance on AEW Dynamite this week and made a swift alliance with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Cole and the Bucks interrupted an interview with Rocky Romero and Beretta on Dynamite. As, oh man, I'm going to butcher this. I know I'm going to butcher this. I'm not, I'm not, I don't follow like New Japan all that stuff. So I don't know the names. As Rapungi Vice is set to reunite for one night only this week on Rampage to face their classic IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions Championship Rivals. Romero would been laid out with a BTE trigger before the switchblade entered, exchanging knowing glances with Adam Cole before sending Beretta face first into a parked truck. Matt and Nick Jackson seemed less pleased with this alliance, which is set to develop in the coming weeks. So, yeah, Jay White appeared on Dynamite. Uh, I didn't watch it. I saw a picture in a very short clip on on Twitter. Um, it looked cool. I mean, I'm not really familiar with Jay White's body of work. Um, I'm like very, very like surface based. I just tip of the iceberg kind of stuff that I I know about the guy, and I do know that he was like heavily involved with the uh, Bullet Club, and Cole, and the Bucks, and all those guys. So. You know, slowly over time, all these guys that were red hot together in Japan five, six years ago are coming back together and banding together over on AEW. And what the wrestling scene was going nuts over, you know, five to seven years ago is it's it cooled down after a while when a lot of these guys kind of like split in their own thing. Here in 2022, last year, 2021, and I'm pretty sure as we head into 2023, a year from now, everything in the last, you know, five to seven, maybe even eight years, or even ten, that really boiled up, that uh, got red hot, cooled down for a little bit, they're coming back together, and it's boiling, it's starting to simmer, 
and we're going to get something really big in wrestling. I personally was not watching that stuff then. Um, kind of had an idea of what was going on with it. But having said that, I'm excited for the fans that are really into that. Because you guys are going to be seeing something really cool. I can acknowledge that. I can respect that. I can understand that. I can see that. Not personally for me, though. But for you guys, that's awesome. I'm very excited for you guys. Because I know that like when I see something that I can pop for, I get excited. And I know there's a lot of people out there that probably look at me and be like, I don't, I don't get why this dude's getting excited over this. You know, and, and they, they write me off. I want to be the other way around. All right. I'm not excited for it. But if you're excited for it, then I'm excited for you to be excited for it. Because that's the cool thing right there. It's not about me. It's not about, you know, any of that stuff. It's about how each individual person feels. That's the beauty of pro wrestling. It may not be for everybody. But there are things for everybody. If that makes sense. Uh, Keith Lee, former WWE star Keith Lee, made his AEW debut last night, the February 9th edition of Dynamite, defeated Isaiah Cassidy in a qualifying match for the spot in the Face the Revolution ladder match at the Revolution pay-per-view. Keith Lee went to Twitter and had this to say, quote, We got a lot of work to do still. But I more than appreciate the warm welcome back. The person with the sign that had the same silhouette that's on the front of my hoodie, thank you, touched my soul. And with sad family times, hopefully behind me, let's grind. Hashtag forward march. End quote. That's from Keith Lee. Um, good stuff right there. I, like I said, I wasn't watching Dynamite last night, but I did see the clip of him coming out. He got a, he got a pretty good sized pop. Um, I'm excited for Keith Lee, what he can do in AEW. You know, uh, he didn't really have uh, a run with WWE's main roster that a lot of people were happy with. Yeah, a lot of people were not happy with it. Um, and it's unfortunate. Keith Lee is a character and a performer that he's very talented. He's very well-liked. He's very talented, you know. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in AEW. I don't think it's well documented. Everybody knows that I'm not like, I'm not a overjoyous, huge, enormous mark for AEW. I'm a mark primarily for WWE. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not one single individual person that has made me turn my head and say, I'm going to watch that show now. But, I think there have been enough guys now that have been signed in the last year alone. Enough of them grouped together that's turning my interest a little bit to see how they do. Uh, in 2020, when some of the guys had jumped ship after they got released and whatnot, I wasn't really happy with some of the people in their initial start with AEW. Some changed the course, started to do very well others not so much in my personal opinion but uh you know guys like keith lee they will you get enough of them together they're gonna push and move my needle so i'm looking forward to it and uh one last thing here uh, before we uh end the podcast uh, which i'll probably still continue to stream here on twitch just to shoot the shit 
a little bit. Uh, but as far as the podcast goes and the YouTube video, I think we're going to end it on this note right here. The February 9th, 2020 edition of AEW Dynamite, which featured the debuts of Keith Lee and Jay White, drew 1.129 million viewers with a point with a 0.41 demo, which is uh, roughly around 541,000 viewers in the 18 to 49 demo. Uh, the show ranked number one in cable for Wednesday night, and it was Dynamite's highest total viewership since September 29th, 2021. The February 2nd, 2022 edition of AEW Dynamite, um, which was last week, featured the CM Punk versus MJF for the most of the second hour, drew 954,000 viewers with a .35 rating. Uh in the uh, 18 to 49 demo. I don't, I don't like the way that's worded in this thing. It's because you just name a number, then you name another one, and you call that one the rating. My mind getting all jacked up trying to read other people's stuff. That's what it is. So, yeah. All right. That's it uh, for the uh, for the wrestling news here. Uh, Ring Scoops Live on Twitch and YouTube uh, archive and anchor for the podcast and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts so there you go all right that's it for the podcast ladies and gentlemen i'm the webmaster wade needham until next time thank you good night be cool and don't forget to follow ring scoops on social media at ring scoops youtube instagram twitter facebook tiktok twitch all that stuff shop.ringscoops.com for all your cool merch and all that and we got the vr chat arena so check that out as well All right, that's it. All right, be cool.